Church, would you stand with me this morning? Let's worship the Lord together. It's going to rain outside.
Because we believe that we're going to raise a hallelujah. Whatever season you're in, I raise a hallelujah. In the presence of my enemies, I raise a
executive pastor here. I just wanted to introduce to you our community impact initiative we're going to be doing in the month of February. Um, it's really kind of a global impact initiative. We're calling it the month of missions. Uh, this year in 2024, CAMCC is going to be doing three mission trips where people can go. We're going to be going to Mexico. Um, we're going to be going to Romania in the summer. And then next fall, we're going to Eswatini in Africa. Uh, Eswatini, if you haven't heard of that, is formerly known as Swaziland. It's a small country, landlocked about um, one-sixth the size of Arizona. Um, but they have the highest HIV rates. Um, they've got a huge orphan problem. We're going to be going down there and working with orphans and with pastors. Um, exciting. That's a new trip for us. Um, we're just kind of exploring that. Um, so in this month of missions, you'll see, you'll find these cards, <sighs> lot to juggle here, um, in the back as you leave, and it tells you how you can participate. What we're looking for is this month is kind of like a fundraiser. We wanted to raise money to help send our people out on this mission trip. Um, so you can donate, and when you donate, there's like a little sticker of a flag you get, and we have a map up there, and you put the sticker on, and we're gonna try to fill that map up with stickers of from people donated. So whether you give online, uh, just give to Community Impact on the website, or if you wanna write a check, that's fine. Just go back there and get a sticker after you've done it and put it on the map. Um, we have these cards as well, these big ones at the table, which I'll be at after the service, has information about each of the trips. Because the th second thing we'd like you to pray about is consider going on one of these trips. Um, and if you wanna go, we have applications for you to apply. We'll be focusing on one of the trips each week moving forward here on out. So Mexico next week, Eswatini, and then Romania on the last week of February. So we'll try to get you all the information about it. And the third thing we need is for you to pray for these trips. So on these cards, there's ways you can be praying. Whether you're part of the team that goes, that's the away team, or you're the team that stays, that's the home team. Um, you're all involved in this. This is CAMCC sending it out. So I'm excited about this month and how you can get involved. So come see me at the table after the service. All right. With that, uh, up next is our youth pastor, Brandon, in our message.
Well, good morning, church. Uh, my name is Brandon. As Kenny said, I am one of the pastors here. I oversee the high school ministry. And as of recently, um, I now also oversee the men's ministry here at CAMCC. So I'm excited for what God is doing already in our high school ministry. I'm excited for what he's going to do and what he's going to do through our men's ministry as well. Um, if you are new, first of all, I want to welcome you guys. Thank you guys for uh, joining us today. And then for those of you online, we see you, um, probably a good choice, braving, not braving the storm, uh, but we see you out there, we love you guys. And for those of you in here, good job, you made it, uh, you braved the storm, the impending storm that's coming. Um, and uh, yeah, you're here, so good to see you guys. Um, I'm really excited today, as Kenny had mentioned, we are uh, starting our month of missions, so uh, I get to uh, come up here and talk about that. We're gonna be taking a break um, where we've been in our uh, first Samuel series, probably for, I think, about a decade now, it seems like. Um, so, <laughs> I'm kidding. We've been in there for about a year and a half, but uh, yeah, we'd give, we thought we'd give you guys a break and we'd talk about missions. Uh, missions, for me, is um, something that's just so uh, of value for, for me and my family, so much so that before we arrived here at CAMCC, we were actually on a path to go overseas um, to plant a church uh, in France with a team, and uh, you know, life kind of threw some curveballs our way and through prayer and counsel and consideration, we had um, decided that it was best for our family to put a pause on that and just trust the Lord with what's next. Well, what came next was I uh, get in touch with Dave uh, Hurtado and I get in touch with Kenny Kibble and uh, they, tell, uh, they tell me, hey, we're looking for a high school guy. We think you'd be a great fit and to begin this interview process. And for us and my, for me and my family, I should say, um, you know, one of the values that we, or we had three values kind of going into um, this hiring process. We, we wanted to make sure that we were joining a community, we were joining a movement that valued discipleship, that a, a place where our family could thrive, and a place that valued missions. Um, and thankfully for us, as you can see here, CAMCC checks all those boxes. Um, you know, they, they value discipleship. Uh, if you've been, if, you've, if you have had any kids, in our children's ministry, you know that there is a great thing happening over there. Our kids love it. It's one of the big reasons why we jumped on board because we wanted to make sure that our family could thrive here. And then of course, missions. Missions is such a value at this church. Um, and thanks to our pastors and our elders and guys like Jim Moyer, who we just sent out last week, they've created this foundation and this value for missions that we have missionaries that we support as a church. We send people out on missions trips throughout the, uh, you know, throughout the year. Here we are, Missions Month, talking about it. And so I'm excited to talk about missions. It is just something I get really excited about. I'm hoping that I don't get too excited and go way over because we could be here for five hours and me telling you about how much I love missions and what I think of value missions is. Um, to start, I wanna give you guys kind of a little bit of, uh, of a background of where I got my missions bug, right? Where I caught the missions bug, so to speak. Um, I was about 19 years old. Um, and I had kind of just been through what I like to call my prodigal son season. Mom, bless you for being patient with me in that. Um, but it was a hard season, season where I thought, like most of us when we uh, turn 18, that we knew better than our parents and we knew better than God, right? And so in that season, though, I was brought into a men's ministry. I was introduced to a great man of God who became my small group leader and a mentor of mine. And uh, out of that, um, I, you know, I remember I was walking out of a, a, of a Sunday service and um, the, the, my small group leader, he came up to me and he said, hey, uh, I'm leading a trip to Uganda. Would you like to join? So me being 19 thinking, oh, I get to travel. Sure, why not? That's what I just said in my mind. I said it out loud. And then over the next couple of weeks, he's like, hey, I need to know if you're serious about this. Would you consider going? Is, are you, you know, do you really want to go? This is a, I need to know if you're serious. This isn't just some like, yes. And so I thought about it a little more. Not that much, and I said, sure, why not? Before I knew it, I'm going to meetings, I'm learning about what we're gonna be doing there, I'm learning about the culture, I'm learning about what God has already been doing out there. Um, part of this trip was that we would be kind of a face to the name of our church, because our church was partnering with another organization and other churches out there um, doing God's work in Uganda. And so we were kind of gonna, we were gonna go and just partner with them, do whatever um, they wanted us to do, and help out. So. Fast forward now, that we're, we're a few months in, it's about two days before we're supposed to go, and this wave of doubt just falls over me, okay? I'm telling you, like, I'm just like, what the heck was I thinking? Why did I sign up? 
I'm this 19-year-old kid. Like, what do I have to offer a whole nother country, a whole nother area? Like, who am I to be going on this trip, right? Well, God had my number that night, and it was actually, it happened to be the night that our college ministry had met, so I went to college, the, the college service, and the pastor happened to be talking about the story where Jesus walks on water. Most of us are familiar with that story, but to catch you up to speed, uh, the abridged version is that there's a storm, Jesus is out on the water, the disciples are on a boat, Peter, the, the bold disciple, goes, hey, Lord, if that's you, tell me to come out on that water, and I will. So he says, come out, Peter steps out of the boat, And he starts to realize as he's walking on water with Jesus, what's around him? He starts to notice the storm. He starts to notice the waves and he starts to sink. Jesus grabs him by the hand and says, Peter, why did you doubt? And in that moment for me, it was like kind of like this moment where, okay, I'm being asked to step out on the water. Here I am, but here I'm doubting. So at that moment, I just kind of went, okay, Lord, I'm just gonna go. Whatever you decide to do is up to you, right? So we go on this trip, and God just blows my mind. Um, You know, I I can't get into too much detail because it will take forever again, but, um, you know, God, we're we're seeing God save people. We're seeing these pastors lovingly care for their community. We're seeing um, these pastors lovingly care for these orphans, and we're partnering with them. We're seeing salvations. We're going into prisons, seeing salvations. God is clearly moving, and we just get to be a part of it and watch, right? And so for me, this opens up my world to what God is trying to do in the world. And it was the initial push into my calling into ministry. Um, And over time, um, every other missions trip that I've ever been on has always confirmed that calling into ministry. It's always confirmed what God is doing in the world and always encouraged me to want to run after that, right? Um, and so I became kind of like this, um, this missions nerd, I guess, and just, and just loving what God is doing, wanting to be a part of what God is doing. Just, you know, God, if you're doing this over here, I want to try to do, I want to try to be a part of it. If you're doing this over there, I want to try to be a part of it. You know, reading the scriptures and, and learning about Jesus and his mission and what he's trying to do, it became a priority for me. But so much more than that, I learned that missions is actually our obligation as Christians. And that's actually my first point. I'll say it again. Missions is our obligation. I want to try something here, um, and it only works if you humor me and do this with me, but um, this wouldn't be a missions talk if we didn't talk about the Great Commission and we didn't read about it. So this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to have you guys turn, if you have your phones uh, or your Bibles, preferably your Bibles, uh, turn to Matthew 28, and we're going to look at verses 18 and 20. And this is what I want us to do. I want us to read it together, because I think it's important that we all read this. I think it's important it comes out of our mouths, um, so we have a deeper understanding of this. So again, it only works if you participate. If you're at home, feel free to read it in your house or wherever you're watching us. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just, uh, I'll start us off. We'll kind of read it together, but let's out loud read these couple of verses together, okay? So verse 18, it says, Then Jesus came to them and said, age. Awesome. Thank you guys for humoring me. It worked. Give yourselves a hand or a pat on the back. You did it. Uh, We did it together. Um, The good news is that all of us now know this truth, whether we've heard it or not. We've all said this from our mouths. This is scripture, right? This is now our own knowledge. So now it's up to us to obey it. Um, If you notice what it says over this section, it says what? The great what? The great commission, right? Um, fun fact, if, no matter what the translation is, it says the great commission over that section of verses. Notice how we don't say the great suggestion or the great idea, right? It's not a suggestion or idea. It's a commission. For those of you who don't know this, commission means um, an instruction, command, or duty given to a group of people. An instruction command or duty given to a group of people. So we have all been instructed 
and commanded to go into what? Into the world to make what? Disciples of all nations, baptizing them, teaching them to obey, and most importantly, having God with us while we do it. Um, this is a command. As Christ followers, we don't get to not think about missions. We don't get to not think about missions. Uh, Pastor J.D. Greer says this. He says, you are either a missionary or a mission field. If you are a Christian, you are either a missionary or a mission field. There's no in-between. There's no, oh, that missions isn't my thing. Christian and missionary are parallel. You have to be, you have to be both. You can't be a Christian and say, I'm not a missionary. As Christians, we have to be concerned with missions. Why? Because Jesus is concerned with missions. Jesus cares about the nations. William Carey, uh, he's considered the uh, father of modern missions. He says this, to belong to Jesus is to embrace the nations with him. Now here's the good news, okay? So some of you don't be running for the exit here. This doesn't mean that we all have to pack our bags and go to the nations. So take a deep breath. I'm not asking you to do that. I highly recommend that if you can, if you have the ability to, if you have the time and, and the ability to take time off to go to the nations, I, f- I 100% fully recommend it, absolutely. But it doesn't mean that we all have to pack our bags and go. So don't run to the exit, okay? But what it does mean is that missional living is an act of obedience, to think missionally, to think outwardly, to think about making disciples of nations. The good news is, too, for us, is that Camarillo falls under the umbrella of the nations. Ventura County falls under the umbrella of the nations. Southern California, under the umbrella of the nations. You get where I'm going with this? Your workplace, your community place, wherever you may go, falls under the category of the nations. And you don't have to look very far on the news, you don't have to look very far anywhere to know that our nation needs the hope of Jesus, right? And I I emphasize the hope of Jesus, right? Not the distaste, not the disdain, not the shame, not the judgment, the hope of Jesus, okay? When we look at the scriptures, it's clear that missions is a priority. It's clear that we are invited into a huge endeavor with God. Take the, take the story of Pentecost, right? Some of you may know this story, but in the book of Acts, right, just, this is just after Jesus has passed. Um, the disciples are in this room. The Holy Spirit falls on them, and then Peter gets up, and he preaches at the synagogue, and he shares the gospel. And what happens, what's unique about this is that the gospel message falls on the ears of people in different languages, People of different languages and understandings are understanding this message. They're coming to faith and they're being baptized. Most of the New Testament are letters written to a bunch of churches in a bunch of different areas of the world. God is concerned with the nations and he commands us to go and make disciples of the nations. It's how the gospel got around. It's how the gospel gets around. It's how the gospel got to you. Think about it. At some point, a disciple makes a disciple who made another disciple who keeps making disciples and disciples and disciples and disciples until the person who got discipled disciples you. Whether it's through your upbringing at home, whether it's through a pastor, a friend, or somebody who brought the message of Jesus to you to where it made it real and you understood it and God prompted that on your heart and you responded we're all products of the Great Commission. We're all products of the gospel spreading throughout the world, spreading throughout the nations, because, it, because we've been invited into it, because the disciples, because our forefathers, because the people before us understood that the gospel needs to be preached, that the gospel needs to go to the nations. Missions is not this subsection of church ministry. It's not this like thing on the side. It's a focal point. It's not just the only focal point, but it is a focal point. It is the job of the church 
to equip and send out and to go out into the world and share the good news. And the best part about it is that the king of the universe, the God of the cosmos, Jesus himself, has mandated this task. Now in today's day and age, it might be a little rocky when we get a command from a king or you know, we're told by one of our leaders to do something. But when we're talking about the king of the universe, what an honor. What an honor it would be to partner with God to go and spread the good news, to share the gospel in the nations, to bring people back to him. See, I'm a firm believer that missions is the best way. Being missional, missional living, thinking about the Great Commission, living out the Great Commission is the best way to get the gospel out. Why? Because I believe that missions is God's heart on display. Not, only for, not, not just for the world, but for us. Missions is God's heart on display for us and the world. Let me read to you 2 Corinthians 5, 18 to 21. And if you have your Bibles, you can turn there. But I'm gonna read this. It says, all this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. He has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we may become the righteousness of God. And this verse to me just, I, I think, just spells out God's heart so clearly that his heart for the world and his heart for us is first reconciliation. And then the second part of that is once we're reconciled, we then get invited into the fold and now get to partner with God to bring reconciliation to the rest of the world. Do you see what God's doing here? Not only is he saving us, he's now inviting us into help. Like we get to help. We get to be ambassadors of Christ. We get to recon help reconcile the world to God. Not counting their sins, but bringing a message of reconciliation. You see, our job as a church is to bring the good news. It's not just to come in on Sunday. It's not just to come and get a good message and then go on with life. Our job as Christ followers is to invite others in because God's heart for the world is to reconcile him, them back to himself. God is after sinners. God is after us. It's a message of hope. It's a message of grace. It's a message of salvation, and we get to be a part of it. And the best news about it is that you don't have to be anybody special to do this. You don't even have to have it all together. That's the best part. Um, There's a wonderful beauty about a bunch of nobodies telling the world about a certain somebody that is Jesus. I am the first to tell you, I'm a nobody, especially on paper. And my wife, if you asked her, will confirm this, okay? I'm a, you know, there is nothing special about me. And I love that because it means that God gets to do the work. I don't have to have it figured out. I don't have to be the one that saves people. It's God that does the saving work. I just get to show up. I just get to be obedient. I just get to do something. Just get, put my hands in the dirt and let God do something with it. We're beggars showing other beggars where to get the bread of life, right? Hudson Taylor, uh, he's a hero of mine in the faith. He's a spiritual hero. He's a missionary to China. But he says this. He says, all of God's giants were weak men and women 
who have gotten a hold of God's faithfulness. You see, when God calls us into the fold, when God calls us into this great endeavor of missions, he's faithful. He uses it. He shows up. I mentioned that, uh, you know, when I went to Uganda, we saw all this great stuff. You know, I, I mean, like literally, I, I'm, I'm in the middle of a bush. I'm, I'm in this water. There might be crocodiles. I don't know, but we're like helping baptize people. I'm like, what the heck am I doing here, right? I'm just experiencing this. This is no doing of mine than just showing up, right? And we're seeing God just do amazing things just by us showing up. But the one thing that gets me, and if you've heard me, I've, I've kind of mentioned this before, so sorry if this is a little redundant, but... There's one part in this story that I love that really shows me like it doesn't take much to God for God to use and do big things with it, okay? Um, we had this guy, he was a translator, his name was Asher. Um, he was about my age and he became a really close friend of mine, uh, so much so that we still even talk to this day. Um, he named his kid after me, I don't know why, uh, but we're really good friends. I, I, I truly, I love him dearly, but at the time, he didn't have a Bible. And I see this passionate guy. He was just so on fire for the Lord. And this guy doesn't have a Bible. And, um, you know, the Bible I had, I kind of wanted to keep for myself because this was kind of like, oh, this was my memento from the trip. I can remember all that God did just by looking at this Bible. But something in me was just, you know, I could say it was the Lord prompted me to give him my Bible. And I just said, here, I want you to have this. I know you don't have a Bible, so here, take it. And that was it, right? So after everything God did, God's already blown my mind with this trip. And then about a year and a half later, another team gets to go. I don't get to go this time. I was really bummed about it. But um, he writes a letter and sends it back, which was really funny because we were connected on Facebook and I pretty much talked to him like at least once a month, if anything. Um, And uh, he writes this letter. He just updates me on how life has been for him and what God has been doing in Uganda. And then at the very bottom of this letter, he writes, by the way, I just want to thank you again for that Bible that you gave me. He said, I've used it, and I've gone with a team into the Congo, into other areas, and we've preached the gospel. And so far to date, over 250 people have been saved. Now, I have to tell you, and I want to make it very, very clear, that had nothing to do with me. Absolutely nothing to do with me. He could have bought a Bible. Someone else could have given him a Bible. That had absolutely nothing to do with what I did but it had everything to do with what God did and how he used me to be a part of it. God invites us to be a part of something. God is inviting us to walk with him, to join him, to be with him as he saves the world. I remember growing up, I used, to, I used to be outside with my dad. My dad was um, somebody who uh, was really good with his hands. Um, you know, he, he, he knew how to fix things. He knew how to make things better than they were. Um, and I remember, especially when I was little, not so much when I was a teenager because I wanted to do other things, but helping him with things around the house or helping him fix things or helping him work on things. And, um, you know, I had my little broom or I had my little hammer. I had things that, you know, he would teach me to do. But the whole point of it when I was younger is wanting to be with him, wanting to do what he was doing, right? Um, and I, I'm seeing, I see the same pattern in my own kids where whatever I do, it doesn't matter. They want to come with me. They want, hey, dad, can I go with you? Can we do this? Can, can we do this together, right? And in the same vein, we have a God who's a father to us who wants to bring us along. And the best, is, the best part about it is we don't have to have it figured out. We can stumble along the way. We just get to be there. We just get to experience, and God gets to use us for his glory. We've been tasked to go and make disciples. Whether that is in another nation, whether that's here, whether it's in your neighborhood, whether it's in you know, another state, wherever it may be, we are tasked to go. None of us have the excuse to not think about that. So what do we do with this? What do we do with this knowledge? How do we apply this? And here's the big idea today. This is what I want to leave you with, okay? Because our response to this is that we either go and or so. Go and or so. And I'll explain this, right? We go, it's pretty clear, right? We, We physically go. We get up, we pack our bags, we sign up, we raise the money, we go on a missions trip. Or we go into our workplace, our communities, and share the hope that is Jesus, 
right? Our response is we go. So for some of you who are kind of on the fence or maybe have never been on a mission trip, I encourage you to go look at the opportunities that we have and sign up for it. Be a part of something bigger than yourself. The other one that's more important is we sow. And if you go, you're automatically, you're going to have to sow, okay? But for those who can't go, this is our response to living a missions lifestyle. If we can't go, we invest in those who do. That means we pray for them. When I say invest, I don't always just mean, I don't specifically mean only money, right? The good thing is prayer's free. We just take a few minutes to pray over our missionaries, pray over the ones we're sending, pray over the ones that we have sent, pray over the ones who are there now, right? We can pray for them. We can, in fact, support them financially. This month of missions is about to bring, you know, is is about us bringing awareness to the places we're going. Obviously, we need to raise those funds. We need to raise money to be able to send our people and to support these ministries that we're supporting. Um, So financially is another way you can sow into the mission. Um, But also, I think it goes above and beyond. We pour into them. We pour into our missionaries. We love and care for them. We, We look after them. Like Kenny said, we're the home team. We take care of the people we send out. We check in on them if we have contacts, right? We don't just leave them be and have them figure it out because the mission field can get pretty lonely, especially if you're there long term. So it's our job as a home church to be the home team and to support our missionaries, to support those who will go. And then dare I even say it, we venture forth even further into we raise them and send them talking about our kids. We raise our kids to be missionaries, and we send them. Doesn't mean overseas always, but man, what a joy. What a joy it would be for me to see one of my kids go and live overseas for the sake of the gospel, to go and share the good news, to get the idea that the Great Commission is something that we all have to consider, something we all have to take seriously and watch what God does through them. Watch God get the glory through them. Our job is to help those who, phys- who physically can go and lift them up, right? At the end of the day, I'm short on time here, but at the end of the day, Jesus is worth us taking this endeavor seriously. Jesus is worth us thinking about missions. Jesus is worth us making missions part of our lifestyle. Jesus is worth us thinking about the people in our workplaces, thinking about the people in our communities, thinking about the people in the world who have not heard or received hope in him. This world is hurting. This world is broken. This world needs Jesus. And we get to be a part of it. So my question for you today is how will you respond? How will you respond to this good news? How will you respond to this commission, this task that's been given to us? Because all of us have heard it. Unfortunately, you're stuck in here. I got you. And you're responsible, right? It's an act of obedience in how you're gonna respond. So my question for you today is how will you respond? Let me pray. Um, Lord, first of all, I thank you for your good news, Lord, that your message of reconciliation has reached us um, and that now we get to partner with you, that we get to be a part of what you're doing. We get to be a part of your message um, and your goodness and your mission. Lord, teach us, show us how it is we can respond best, how we can live missionally in our lives, in our day-to-day lives and beyond, Lord. Make way for us to go even to the nations. Make way for us to go overseas and see what you're doing in other parts of the world. Open our eyes to the bigger picture that there's something so much bigger going on outside of our bubbles. Most importantly, thank you, God, that you get the glory, that you get the honor, and that you get the praise. It has very little to do with us and everything to do with what you've done and what you're doing. Amen. Really quickly, um, since I'm up here, I have a couple more minutes, but I wanted to share about Mexico. Um, Next week, we're going to have, after the second service, an informational meeting. So we'll give you more details on that next week. But high school ministry is sending a team to Mexico. 
Um, we're hoping to um, partner with, well, we are partnering with an organization out there. We're going to be helping build a house. We're going to be visiting orphanages and working with kids in the community center. Um, but importantly, we need adults. We need volunteers to help with that because we, you know, I can't just bring a bunch of high schoolers. I'll be outnumbered. Um, a little too scary for me. So we need your help. If you are, if, I, I would urge you to consider it, pray about it. Um, but we would love to have some adult volunteers in that um, in that trip. So we love you guys. That's our that's that's the message for today. So see you guys. Amen. Can we give it up for Brandon DePuma? My goodness, what an awesome message! Our high school students are so blessed to have. Uh, a man so passionate for the Word of God and for the mission of God. And I don't know about you guys, but I was so blessed by that message. Well, um, 1 Corinthians chapter 11, it says this. It says, For I received from the Lord what I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. If you guys haven't guessed it yet, we're about to partake in communion. And the thing that I love about communion and as we talk about missions today, is that communion is a thing that's shared by all believers worldwide. Doesn't matter your generation, doesn't matter your nationality, doesn't matter your economic status, where you live geographically on the globe, communion is something available to the whole church. And that Jesus gave it as a sign to the whole church that we might remember his sacrifice. Continuing on in verse 24, the scripture says, And then he had given thanks, and he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Amen. And we're here to partake in that holy tradition that's gone on for generations and generations and generations. And as we do so, we realize that we're taking more than just uh, a wafer or a cracker and more than just a tiny cup of grape juice. But we realize that we are remembering the death of Jesus, the solid rock on which our salvation is built upon. Brandon talked about it in 2 Corinthians. He who knew no sin became sin that we might become the righteousness of God. Jesus came, he lived, he ate, he laughed, but most importantly, he died for you and I. So in a moment, we're gonna come up to the front we're going to sing a couple of songs, and um, as we sing those songs, I want to invite you guys to come with your families, or maybe if you're here solo, you're able to come up here solo as well, and, and take time to think on the sacrifice of Jesus. Take time to pray on it, and in your own time, take part in the elements where you eat the bread and, and drink the, in our case, grape juice. And once you're done, you can go ahead and uh, put your waste in these uh, basket receptacles that we have here up front. And additionally, if you're uh, mobility challenged, uh, just wave down an usher and we'll go ahead and get you, uh, get you the elements. Let's go ahead and pray today, church. Lord, we just thank you. We thank you for this call to mission, God, that we just heard from, from Pastor Brandon. And we realize, Lord God, that the reason why this mission is so important is because the message is important. The message that Jesus came to die for sinners like you and I. Lord, what an amazing message. God, and we recognize today, Lord, that we are not worthy, that we are not uh, able to, uh, in our own ability, come to you, Lord. So we look towards your death, Lord. We look towards the cross to give us access to a most holy God. So as we take communion, Lord, I pray, God, that, that we would remember that, that we'd put our faith in that, Lord, that you saved us. It was all your work. You bled and your body was broken 
for it so that we might have life with you. And we thank you, Lord. It's in the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen.
Grab a seat real quick. Um, we're going to give back to God as a way of continuing in worship. Uh, it honors the Lord to be faithful to what he's asked us to do in giving by prioritizing him in our lives. By It's a way of acknowledging that everything we have comes from him and uh, showing our gratitude and obedient what he does is what supports ministry here. You can do that by going to campcc.net and clicking give at the top of the page. 
If you're interested this morning in giving towards the month of missions and helping support those three trips, you can also do that at camcc.net um, by clicking give and choosing in, uh, community impact in the dropdown. All right. Um, before we go, let me pray and then we'll show a quick video. Lord, thank you for your generosity in our, our life. We're so overwhelming, Lord, the way you take such good care of us, Lord. And as we give back just a portion of what you gave to us, Lord, would you bless it for kingdom work, Lord, as we take serious our mission here in Camarillo and throughout the world? Would you use it to multiply uh, followers and uh, use it to uh, encourage ministry that will help people grow, Lord? Uh, we say all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, KMCC, I'm Megan Terryberry, and I'm one of the worship leaders here at our church. If it's your first time here with us, we are so glad that you are here. Please go to the new at KMCC tent outside to receive your $5 Starbucks gift card. If it's your second time, make sure you redeem your $10 in and out gift card at the tent as well. If you need a Bible, if you have questions about our church, if you decided to follow Jesus today, or if you need prayer, go to that tent so we can connect with you. Sunday, February 4, 4 to 6 p.m., father-daughter dance. Dads, bring your daughters for some dancing, music, a photo booth, snacks, and make your own bracelet. The best part about it, it's free. This will definitely be a memory to cherish. All ages are welcome. Register with this QR code or email sam at camcc.net for more info. Week of February 26th. Camarillo Community Church Christian Child Care Center, 7Cs, registration for the 2024-25 school year will take place for the members of CAMCC only. 7Cs is for children 18 months old to pre-kindergarten with after-school care for children kindergarten through fifth grade. For more info, email elaine at camcc.net. Friday, March 1st, 7 to 9 p.m., Fun Fest! Calling all middle schoolers, check this out. A mechanical bull, carnival games, a dunk tank, giant slides, free food, and $300 worth of giveaways. Register online at camcc.net slash funfest. The cost is $10 per person. Plus one. Plus one is our rally cry as a church for 2024 as we focus on one of our core values. In the lobby, you will notice a board where you can write the first name of a person that you want to begin praying for opportunities to invite to church this upcoming year. Once you invite them, place a check next to their name. If they show up, add a plus sign next to their name so we can celebrate as a church. If you need prayer today, we will have our prayer team up in front willing to pray for you at the conclusion of our gathering. Stay in the loop of what's going on at CamCC, follow us on Instagram, like us on Facebook, or subscribe to our YouTube channel. For more info on any of these events, go to CamCC.net. My name is Bree Wall. I'm a worship leader here at CamCC, and I wanted to quickly share that some of you may be thinking, how could God use me? I'm not worthy. I don't feel comfortable sharing my testimony or sharing the gospel. Well, I just wanted to encourage you 10 years ago when I was 23 years old, I uh, signed up for a missions trip to Mexico and I thought, what could I, you know, contribute to this trip? I was working at Toyota. When we get down there to Mexico, the weekend that they are doing it, they hosted a free haircut day for the community and I had my cosmetology license. So I, th I th just thought, you know, how amazing is that, that I get down there and I'm able to use some of my skills that I've been trained for for God and I had no idea they were gonna do that. So I just wanna encourage you that to not ignore God's calling if you feel him. You don't have to go to Mexico. You could go next door to your neighbor. You could do something at work. You know, just be praying too to support the people that are in missions. And when you have that plus one at work or your neighbor, please go write it on the wall. Um, we have the plus one wall. Um, just be praying for them that they would come to know the Lord. Um, we're going to have coffee and donuts inside here because it's raining outside. Please hang around and, and chat with us. Enjoy your Sunday.